Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. It is officially time to begin one of my favorite exercises we do here at CR, a tradition that began last season, but one we hope to carry into each and every college tennis season moving forward. That, of course, is an exercise we refer to as NCAA Press Row, where I attempt to speak with each of the remaining 16 men's and women's head coaches prior to the start of the NCAA tournament round of 16. Now, each of these conversations you'll hear over the next few days will be relatively similar in format. I want to talk to each of these coaches about their NCAA opening weekends, what allowed them to advance to this NCAA Sweet 16. Then I want to recap the season, where things stand. I want to talk about each team's best win of the year, the match they perhaps would like to replay the most from the course of the season. We'll talk about the team MVP, the most improved players that have made the success possible for all of these teams this season. Then, of course, I got to pick the coaches' brains about some big picture topics. I want to talk about the Super Regional format going to the top eight seeds for this round of 16 versus the traditional all-sweet 16 matches are played at one location format. What do these coaches prefer? Still very early in the exercise of determining if the Super Regional is worthwhile, but always fun to hear the coaches' initial reactions. And then, of course, we'll try to preview all of these Sweet 16 matches. I will try to coax as many match calculi as I can from each of these coaches. What is their pathway to four points? How do they project their team's success moving forward throughout the NCAA tournament? We'll talk about all of that and so much more. Again, have a jam-packed week of content prepared for all of you listeners as we get all of you ready for the 2022 college tennis season's home stretch. Of course, you're going to be able to find each of these conversations both here on the Cracked Interviews podcast feed as well as on our website, CrackedRackets.com. Of course, you will also also hear the same intro outro on each of these podcasts. I do apologize for that fact. Just makes life a little bit easier, a little bit cleaner for both myself and super producer Daniel Westoff. But again, over the next five days, I will attempt to speak with each and every men's and women's head coach remaining in the 2022 Division One NCAA tournament. Of course, the reason we're able to do that here on the Cracked Interviews podcast is because of the support we get from all of you college tennis fans out there who have tuned in week in, week out. We are immensely grateful for that fact. Also, I have to give a huge shout out to our friends at Swing Vision, who of course are on the forefront of all artificial intelligence innovations happening within the tennis world. If you are a college tennis head coach listening to these podcasts, if you are a player, if you are someone with high-level tennis aspirations, download the Swing Vision app today. You'll have access to more data, more things to improve your tennis game than you ever had before, all within the palm of your hand in an app on your phone. So again, learn more about our friends at Swing vision by clicking on the link in the description to this podcast. I promise all of you, it is the most efficient way to improve your game in the modern day. A huge thank you to our friends at Swing Vision. Use that promo code CRACK20 when you sign up. But again, appreciate all of their support for this show. With that said, again, press row coming up. Going to try and speak with each of the remaining 16 men's and women's head coaches before the start of the NCAA round of 16. With that in mind, let's get to this interview. Hey, crack fans. 
Before we get to today's show, I want to let all of you listeners know about the revolutionary work being done by our friends over at Swing Vision. Now, all of us as tennis players are constantly searching for that piece of information that's going to give us that one, two, three percent edge whenever we step onto the court. We want to know, am I hitting my forehand with enough depth? Am I accurately placing my backhands? Am I employing patterns on the court that are putting me in an optimum position to experience success? Thankfully, all of those questions can now be answered via the app produced by our friends at Swing Vision. Folks, it's extraordinarily simple. You're going to download the app. You're going to turn that app on your phone. You're going to put your phone on the back fence, the back curtain of whatever court you're playing on. You're going to hit record. And then using artificial intelligence, Swing Vision is going to break down your performance. If you click on the link that you find in the podcast description here on today's episode, you'll go right to the Swing Vision website. And of of course, friends who use our Cracked Rackets promo code CRACK20 are going to get an additional $20 discount and a free 14-day pro trial on the Swing Vision app. Again, you use that promo code CRACK20, $20 discount, as well as a free 14-day pro trial. How do you find the link? To get signed up, just go back to your podcast feed. It's in the podcast description of this episode. You go to the Swing Vision website, you set up your account, you download the app, you get rocking and rolling, get all the information one location with our friends at Swing Vision. Joining us on the podcast once again today is a returning champion here on our Crack Racket shows. And I will say the thing that brought me the single most joy was watching this head coach celebrate after his team reached another Sweet 16 this past weekend. Welcome back to the show, North Carolina men's tennis head coach, Sam Paul. Coach, welcome back. How are you doing today? Uh, doing great. And uh, thank you for everything you and your staff are doing for college tennis. It's, it's fantastic. Well, thank uh, you. I, appre- I appreciate you saying that. And let's get right into it. Let's talk about last weekend. I saw the clip. Peter Murphy clinches the match for your North Carolina Tar Heels. I don't think I've ever seen you give off a fist pump like that. And I was at the National Indoors last year. And, you know, I watched the clips back at the 2016 National Indoors as well. Did this Sweet 16 feel particularly sweet for you in the program? Oh, uh, absolutely. Um you know, Arizona's got a, a great team, you know, and, and that was really a tremendous match with Peter. Um, and, uh, you know, they were going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And then, uh, you know, for Peter to step up in that situation, you know, was a, a really uh, quite a thrill. Yeah, no, it, it, you did. There was certainly some uh, some positivity. There was a quality fist pump uh, from you. And, you know, again, for your team all season long, certainly the big note coming into the season, was Rinky going to come back or not? And, you know, obviously he'd had so much pro success over the past six months. Ultimately, he chooses to pursue that pro tour full time. I mean, again, that said, this team ultimately ends up in the Sweet 16. To what do you credit that effort? Um, I, I mean, I give credit to the guys, right? Our senior leadership with uh, Ben and, and uh, Sigoin and Matt Kiger and mm-hmm. Brian Cernock, you know, th- those guys kept the, the team together. You know, we didn't play really well in February, obviously. And then uh, we turned it around in the ACC season. So, again, they continue to get better and better. And the work ethic, you know, of all of them, like, uh, you know, um, 
a news for Tawny. He's been a tremendous point for us, and he's been a consistent worker for us. Peter Murphy, same thing. So those guys, you know, once they got comfortable with their roles, I think as the season kept going on, obviously my associate head coach, Tripp Phillips, does a fantastic job. And also, too, you know, we've hired uh, Reese Staudler. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a volunteer assistant. He told me to tell you hello. So I think, you know, it's a group effort with everybody, and, and it's, it's been a really, really fun ride. Yeah, I would argue Reese is a top three ginger in tennis history. I mean, you're just not going to find a man with red hair be that mighty on the court. And so I appreciate you passing that along. And, you know, again, I would have said you. Like, if you said to what you could, I would have said me. I did a hell of a coaching job this season. But, of course, you choose to deflect and offer that credit elsewhere. I do want to talk about some of your team, you know, some of the guys you have on your team in particular. Let's talk about Brian Cernock, who is up to the number one position this season. And, you know, whether it was in the ACC championship, he and Matt getting the win at one doubles, him beating Chris Rodash, him doing the same against NC State, and now, you know, to get the win over Zeverts in Arizona as well. What has allowed Brian to take the leap to, you know, take that next step this season? Um, well, I think one thing that hurt him a little bit starting out, you know, he was injured this fall. He was out for mm-hmm. 10 weeks and uh, he, you know, he couldn't really start back playing again until January. So I think that's one thing that affected his play. I sort of played with an injury this fall, didn't have a great fall. So he played with an injury. And then again, I think he's gotten a lot stronger mentally. You know, we know he's such a great player, but again, he's gotten accustomed to the role and um, he's playing some, you know, really, really outstanding tennis and playing a complete match. I think, uh, you know, he was obviously, you know, I think the last week of the season, you know, to beat, um, you know, North Carolina State's number one player, you know, there, you know, in a three set match and do that again five days later at ACC tournament. Um, And then, you know, his performance has just been really outstanding. So again, and, and, and he's, uh, he's always been a hard worker, tremendous worker. And now he's been healthy and can work all the way through the season. So, and again, I think he's grown a lot mentally on the court. Yeah, no, I mean, he has clearly taken his game to another level this season. And, you know, I, I, I'm curious, and I would do this probably routinely when Brian's out on court or Mac is out on, is it always just, you know, when they're playing doubles together, I, I would just, constantly be referring to Brian as Simon because the reflex is like, oh, Max out on court and doubles. Like, he must be playing with Simon, right? And I'd be like, hey, Simon. And I'd be like, wait, no, no, that's not right. Hey, Brian, get over here. And so, uh, but you talk about Mac and that Cedar senior leadership and the struggles you guys went through in February. You know, how important was that leadership to your team? And ultimately, you know, what did it look like? What did that month of February look like for you all down in Chapel Hill? Uh, yeah, I'd just say, you know, it's a pretty long trip back yeah. to Chapel Hill from Illinois, you know, mm-hmm. again, uh, um, not that we're not taking anything away from Illinois, but we know that they weren't playing great at that time. And then that was a pretty, you know, we're starting to look down the road and we know that we're playing, you know, moving into the conference and like, you know, obviously the first goal was you want to make the NCAA tournament. And mm-hmm. so then we come back and then we drop a match to Columbia at home and they have a great team. So again, we knew we had some outstanding opponents in the conference. So again, I think, um, you know, with the guys, we had a lot of conversations and, and, uh, you know, again, credit to them and credit to Mac, you know, Mac's had a tremendous year for us, you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, just, he's played some, he really probably played one of his best matches, his last match against Arizona that he just played. So again, he's had some outstanding wins and, you know, in singles and doubles, you know, he's, he's just got such great hands. And so, Again, he's been a, a big, big part of our success. 
Mm-hmm. And we need more servant volleyers. Like, there's just not enough of them. And so, appreciate Mac, you know, repping it out there for uh, that for that game style. Now, you know, talking about your team, and you talk about that trip to Illinois, and for listeners that don't know, that was a streak of, you know, three consecutive. You know, you guys beat South Carolina 4-2, then a 4-3 loss at home to NC State, 4-2 loss at Illinois, 4-3 loss to Columbia, as I looked through the calendar and looked through the season, you know, trying to find turning points, was that trip down to Florida, you know, the at Miami on Friday, at Florida State on Sunday, a, a two-match streak that you guys end up sweeping, was that a turning point for you all this year? Absolutely. I think you're right on top of it there. You know, and then again, two great opponents on the road, you know, um, an outdoor tennis for us very early. So we were certainly worried about that, but that was that was definitely the turning point for us. And then we were able to come back and play some home matches. What, what makes that Florida stretch so hard? Like, is it just that a flight from Tallahassee to Miami has never not been canceled? Like, what is it about that Florida trip that's so difficult? Well, I think you're playing in Miami, uh, you know, in March and February or the first week of March. Right. So you haven't you know, been in humidity yet. You know, we do some things to prepare for that and it's warm. So we haven't, um, you know, so we get prepared for that, and they got a great coach and a great program. And mm-hmm. you know, and then you get up the next day, you play at Miami, and then the next day you have to go on and play Florida State. You know, there, and obviously look what they've done in this tournament. So they've got a great team and a great program, great coach. So again, it's just two really tough opponents, you know, on the road outside very early. So that's a, uh, and again, I think that I think you hit it right on the head. That, that definitely was a turning point in our season. Mm-hmm. Did that flight get canceled this year? No, it did not get canceled. No, and, and <laughs> massive. And again, this, was the, this was the first one. This was the first one in a long time for us. Mm-hmm. That I, it may have been the first time that since I've been coaching here that we did Miami first and then Florida State. Yeah. We typically play Florida State first and then go to Miami. So mm-hmm. uh, this was the first time that we had to do it in the reverse order. Do you enjoy the travel partner system? Um. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's good. You know, we, we still are talking about some things that we would like to change within the conference. You know, like um, uh, we as coaches really voted that we would like to, you know, unfortunately, Boston College does not have a travel partner. And we voted as a group of coaches that we could play our travel partner whenever we chose to do that. You know, and so like this year, you know, this is pretty, you know, even though people say it's not really a road trip, but it to us, it's definitely a road trip. You know, we played at Miami, at Florida State, at Duke on Wednesday, and they come about and play Boston College on Sunday. That's four pretty tough, you know, tough matches, you know. And then again, all four of those were on the road. And Duke had it tough too, where they had to play those two matches at Miami, then play us on Wednesday and play Boston College on Friday there. Mm-hmm. So that's not easy to get four, you know, again, those are f- three really physical matches, right? Um, mm-hmm. if you, you know, us and obviously Duke is, you know, you know, one of our big rival matches and they got a great team too. So again, um, with the travel system's good, except for, you know, we, w- we would like to see, hopefully we're trying to work on this as a group of coaches that we can play our, uh, our travel partners is partner with us anytime we want to play it. Yeah. No, uh, first of all, as a college tennis fan, I always appreciate a Wednesday match because there's, just, you know, it's the one day. It's funny. One, Wednesday's like the one day where you're like, oh, there's probably not going to be any matches. And then you're like, just kidding. North Carolina Duke. And so that was a joy for us, certainly college tennis fans. Uh, again, want to ask about some specific matches. 
Would you trade 4-3 at NC State as a victory if that meant you could have beaten them 4-3 at home instead? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, 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 I would not. Um, okay, that's no, no. fair. No, I, I mean, again, we got more points for beating them there. You know, <laughs> yeah. but again, right? But again, just beating them, you know, again, great program, great coach to get a win over them anywhere is a, is a great thing for us. Yeah, so. no, absolutely. And talking about the conference, is this the best the ACC's ever been? I mean, you look at the teams that didn't make the conference this season. Certainly Clemson came on strong at the end of the year. Georgia Tech, the massive win over Wake Forest. The only reason they don't get into the tournament is because they're not over 500. Is the conference deeper than it's ever been? Yeah, yeah, it was tough, right? I mean, I think, again, like, uh, again, like I'm saying, like after we lost to Columbia, we lost four in a row, and I'm looking at the conference schedule. I'm going like, wow, all these teams are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, like I know. And and, and, and they all you – know, credit to all the league coaches. We have an outstanding group of coaches that do a fantastic job. So, um, you know, um, yeah, I think, you know, I think the depth, I think what, we have five teams in a round of 16. Um <laughs> This weekend, I think that's a, probably the first time we've had that. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a it's a tremendous league. No, absolutely. And you know, again, to navigate that league obviously takes a bunch of talent on your roster. With that in mind, just some some we'll we'll have a little mini award session here. Who's the team MVP of the 2022 North Carolina Tar Heels? <laughs> I thought you were going to say. I'm not going to. I'm probably not going to give that one to you. I'm going to say the entire team. It's been a tough team effort. <laughs> And, and again, I'm going to go like, you know, look at Ben Seguin and, and the match he played against Arizona. Um, yes. That's probably the best match. That's the best performance he had, he's had, uh, you know, all year long. And what a tremendous performance he had in singles and in doubles. You know, <laughs> so again, he's been a, a really, a, a, a obviously a great player for us, you know, all five years. And then for him to come through and stay so committed to the team, the team mission, you know, I have a world of respect for him. And then he really played a, a, a tremendous match against Arizona on Saturday, uh, singles and doubles. You know, so I, can, I can't name one person. I mean, you can go back and look at, you know, Logan Zapp and Kosey Kanye at number two doubles. I and mean, they've come through a number of times in big situations for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go Mac and, you know, Mac and Brian in doubles. And then, uh, obviously, a news with Tani with his record at his spot. And then Peter Murphy. So I'm going to give the MVP, you know, to all of them. It's been a, a great team effort. You know, I'm not going to single out one person because they, they've all – sorry about that. You know, you can look at the records. You, I'll let you pick the MVP. And again, they've all done a, 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 you know, a really big team effort, I think, for all of us to be where we are today. The answer was Reese. But it's fine. Like, you, you know, <laughs> he, will, he, will, he will love that. He will absolutely uh, – he will, he will love that. Yeah, no, that's clearly what's taking this team to the next level down the home stretch. But on the flip side then, how about the most improved player since the start of the season? I mean, I feel like Anuj and Peter Murphy feel like the two obvious answers. But, I mean, again, they have taken massive strides. Talk to me about that. Um, yeah, I'll probably say Anuj and, 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 uh, <laughs> and Peter, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, from, yeah. from going from, uh, you know, but Anuj, I mean, listen, Anuj is tough out, man. Look at his record. I mean, he's been a tough, tough out for us. And again, Peter, you know, Peter, um, you know, uh, he made one of the best gets. I don't know if you ever watched the the tape at number six singles. I mean, his movement 
was fantastic. He made one of the best gets I've ever seen. You know, sitting on, I was there sitting with him pretty much the entire match. It was absolutely incredible. So I think, you know, and doubles too. I mean, Peter's done a great job for us. Doubles. So Peter in the news, I think, most improved award for sure. Mm-hmm. Could Peter Murphy play more like someone who is named Peter Murphy? Like if you were going to describe how does Peter Murphy play, I'd be like, well, he's probably at six. Like he's just going to grind. He's just going to hustle. That's Peter Murphy for you. And yeah, that's what he's delivered uh, for your Tar Heels here throughout the course of the season. And so, no, I mean, again, I, I think he has been outstanding. And, you know, again, watching your team, uh, obviously now you're going to face an extraordinarily tough test in top seed and defending NCAA champs, the Florida Gators. Big picture, Super regional format like we have this year, or the all teams go to one site for the Sweet 16. Which do you prefer? Um, I'm old school. You know, I've been yeah. at North Carolina a long time, so I was there when um, 1989, 1990, my first year at Carolina, and then 90, I think we made it the second year where just 16 teams went to the final site. So I think it's pretty exciting to get all 16 teams together at the at the final site. You know. I think this is this is the only second time that you've had the Super Regionals. Is that correct? Yes, correct. 2019, the other one when you guys went to SC and knocked them off. Yeah, there'll be some. Um, it's exciting to get all the you know to get all 16 teams together. Just the excitement in the air. You know that was sort of you know like you at, the, at that time back in the you know, the 90s, early 90s or whatever. Like you had felt like you had arrived, right? Because you're in the Sweet 16 with all the other competition. You can watch all those teams play. But, you know, there's some advantages to it, too, that you're not going to have to be fighting for practice courts and it's not going to be, you know, so jammed up for everybody. So, but again, I enjoyed the, the, you know, when everybody could get together. So all 16. Yeah, no, absolutely. And by the way, you mentioned your coaching career, which, of course, started University of South Carolina as an assistant back in, I won't say the year, but does it at all concern you that your coaching career can now run for president of the United States? <laughs> no, I think you get better with age. You know, the more wisdom you have, you know, you definitely get better with age. Like an old fine wine. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, uh, I'm learning. You know, I consistently learn. You know, uh, you know, every year, and you know, you, as you know, again, you got to have tremendous help behind you. And I'm, uh, you know, I have the best coach in the country right, right with me, not even behind me, with Trip mm-hmm. Phillips. You know, Tripp's, mm-hmm. this is Tripp's 15th year, and he's uh, he's one of the best coaches in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm so, so lucky to have him. And, uh, you know, and obviously Reese has added a lot this year, too. He's been tremendous for us. Yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. And that coaching, the effort of that coach staff, again, gets you to where you guys are here today. And, you know, certainly Florida's the defending national champions. And to bring back the lineup that they did, are they the favorites entering this portion of the season? Probably. That said, it does feel like just about every team left in this NCAA tournament has a shot at capturing the national title. That depth, that parity we now see in men's college tennis that's a good thing for the sport, right? Um, absolutely. You know, and I think with our scoring format, it, it gives, it helps with the parity, right? So when you're playing no ad and, uh, you know, the doubles so quick, you can only play one set, no ad. So that helps with the parity also too. So you can have a few things go your way or go your other way. And then all of a sudden you're off to the races or not. So um, <laughs> tremendous parity. Uh, you know, you look at all the scores of all the teams around the country. Absolutely. Yeah. Has the no ad scoring grown on you? It's gotten better. Um, it's exciting. 
you know, again, uh, you got to remember Alex now, you probably don't even remember this. When I started out coaching, we play singles first and then double two out of three mm-hmm. sets and then doubles after that two out of three sets. You mm-hmm. know, and at times you'd have guys cramping in the doubles. But again, that took a long period of time, but that was great for their development, you know, for their doubles and everything else to play tennis. You know, the shortened format now, what are you looking at? The average match time, two hours, two and a half hours, you know, 245. Um, we're sitting around, I think, against our match with Arizona. It's pushing three, you know, 315 or 330. And, and our same match with uh I think with Virginia in the ACC finals went 345. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was sort of a, an accepted thing back in the day. But again, it's exciting. You know, you got to, you know, it's better for the student athletes not to be on the court, probably as much better for the travel, um, better for their academic schedules. So you got to adapt with what's happening with the future. 1987 NCAA semifinals, Michigan down 4 2 going into the doubles portion. We had the chance to take all three. We did not. Ultimately, it was 5-2 for LSU. We lost that first one off the court. I know what the scoring format was. Come on. You know, that's why they give me this podcast. Uh, here's a coach. But no, I mean, again, with all of that in mind, and certainly I, I think all of us are excited for the Super Regional, you know, what's it going to take for the Heels to continue to advance and stay alive here in this NCAA tournament? Well, I think we just have to stay the course of what we've been doing. You know, it's all mm-hmm. about their preparation and their um, mindset and how they approach their match play, you know, and that's what they've done a really good job. You know, we really haven't talked a lot about other teams. We've been more focused on ourselves and how we handle, you know, every situation, you know, from a game plans or emotionally, you know, the up and down of the match or whatever. So I think it's, you know, it's about, um, it's about how, how hard and how well we compete. So, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, last two questions for you about Carolina Tennis. Construction underway now for the brand new outdoor facility. Talk about that construction, what it means to get that facility up uh, up and going for the program. I mean, we are so excited. Um, I don't, have you seen pictures of it? Have you seen the I pictures? Ha- I have had some leaked to me my way. They are very nice. Well, we're not going to leak them to you. We'll send them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We don't want to okay. leak it. Uh, we, think it's, we know it's going to be one of the best facilities in the country you know and so we're so excited about it it's going to be uh you know finished by march 1 of next year and um you know our stadium courts we're going to have seating all the way around it on all sides and uh, you know uh, we've got a um another six courts we'll be able to host some really big tournaments there now we're going to have you know a running area in the back you know a turf field that we can train our athletes on right there so uh we're so excited, you know, and uh, it's going to be one of the best facilities in the country. And, and we know that it's going to help us in, in recruiting. Yeah, no, absolutely. I also heard a little rumor that Brian, Simon, and I'm blanking out on a name here. Someone, oh, and Jamie put in a bid collectively to put the All-Americans in Cary Tennis Park over the next few seasons. And obviously, I believe that Cary Tennis Park is where you guys are going to be playing until that outdoor facility is up and running a, are you excited to be playing at Cary? And B, is that something you would consider on the men's side as well as putting in that sort of bid? Um, oh, we'd love to. But I tell you, we, yeah. this year we didn't play at Cary. Um, yeah. We were going to play. We were going to play our NCAA's at Cary, but we played at Chapel Hill Tennis Club, um, oh. a local tennis club, for all of our dual matches this year. And so did Brian. Uh, once we couldn't play, you know, on our outdoor courts, they took our outdoor courts. Um, really, basically February fifteenth, we we didn't play any outdoor matches. 
and we were fortunate enough to go to Chapel Tennis Club, which was tremendous for us. They uh, embraced us, and uh, it was really like our home facility. And um, you know, had six hard courts there, and it was, uh, and we played well there. I think uh, only dropped one match there on those courts. So again, which is closer to Chapel Hill, right? It's right there, seven minute drive from campus. So like, again, we got to thank Chapel Hill Tennis Club, and we, and again, Terry was going to be great. We were going to play NCAA's there, but. But the inclement weather, you know, we played at the Con Kenfield. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I totally get that. My last four words for you here on this podcast: Sam Paul Stadium Court has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? <laughs> um, you're so funny. You're so 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 funny. Um, yeah. uh, no, we know it's going to be. It, there's so many people that could be named after, and you know, again, we've got two huge. Um, you know, alumni that have stepped up like you would not believe. I won't mention their names because they're so um, such great people. I think they would like to remain anonymous about who's doing it. But um, um, uh, I think what Brian Calvis said in court. But again, you know, we had a, uh, an incredible men's tennis coach, you know, um, Don Skakel. If you look at all the ACC championships that he won and the, I mean, he won it almost every single year. I don't know. You know, I'm not involved in that conversation. That's going to be Bubba and his group that will be doing that. You know, I have no absolutely no idea, but uh, it won't be a Sam Paul Stadium court. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't afford that. Yeah, come on, that's a, that's a ten figure donation. That's like, yeah, if we're if we're talking uh, Sam Paul Stadium court. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. There are plenty of good people to choose from. Again, you can tell me Jack Murray's the donor. I won't be offended. I won't tell well, that anyone. That would be no. great. He should. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm going to call Jack after this phone call. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we'll Jack just call Murray Court. Yeah, JTM Court 4. Like, that's perfect. Um, yeah, something like that. Just throw it in there. But, no, as always, Coach Paul, it's a pleasure to get the chance to chat with you. And, you know, don't tell anyone. Thankfully, no one's listened to this. But, you know, I'm always rooting for the heels. So, obviously, wishing you and the team success uh, here this weekend. And always a pleasure to get the chance to chat with you. Alex, thank you again. Thank you about your work is getting better and better. Um you've grown as a broadcaster and, and, and uh, it's really fantastic. And thank you for everything you do for college tennis. I appreciate you saying that. I look forward to seeing you all in Champaign. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yep. Take care. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with another head coach of a Sweet 16-bound college tennis team. A huge thank you both to this coach and every coach for taking the time to chat with us here at Crack Rackets. Again, trying to set the scene for all of you listeners down the 2022 college tennis season's home stretch. I've been immensely flattered by the reception we have gotten from all of these coaches who are so willing to participate in this exercise. And again, try to set the scene 
for all of you listeners, try to make sure you maximize your enjoyment through these final few weeks of the college tennis season. The plan here is to interview all 32 remaining head coaches. Now, it's only a success if we hit all 32. So I promise you, listeners, that will be our goal, as that is what we were able to accomplish last season. Again, you can find all of those podcasts here on this feed. You can find them on our website, crackrackets.com. A shout out, as always, to super producer Daniel Westoff on the ones and twos. He has a f- of an editing job to do this week, makes all of this content possible. So shout out to him. Shout out to our friends at Swing Vision as well. Again, learn more about the Swing Vision app by clicking on the link in the description to this show. With all of that said, for our fantastic guest, our super producer, Daniel Westoff, our friends at Swing Vision, from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>